Alrighty, so welcome everybody. Greetings and salutations. Mike Puskas here from the Alchemy of Grace, uh, deciding to uh, to come on and uh, and have a chit chat on the wisdom app about death and rebirth. Now, what we've all been dealing with, particularly over the course of the last week and last weekend, which for you in the Northern Hemisphere in America was all about Thanksgiving, the question to ask obviously is how much of a Thanksgiving was it really or was it a very reactionary state of being triggered um, by all means of shadow aspects of ourselves that we haven't wanted to deal with. So where we arrive and what we've been dealing with, we've been dealing with Pluto, which is the planet of death and rebirth, and it's square to Venus. Now, one thing that's really been clear is that Venus has been very much behind the veil of what we perpetuate as our own human deception, which of course we perceive as our own limitations. Those limitations kind of lead us to believe in the thought construct in our mind circuit that we're not good enough. We don't have what it takes to maintain and sustain our spiritual value. And what I've been trying to say to people, knowing that Venus is slowing down more and more, I can't exactly tell you what degree she is at the minute, but she's slowing down, she's in a dark shadow period, and very soon, less than six days from now, she'll go retrograde and she's going to go retrograde deep, 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 deep with a lot of intensified Mars energy around her. So we've been dealing with this death and rebirth and that's why I titled this particular discussion, Have You Died a Good Death Yet? Because back in the days of chivalry and valor, which are two of my favorite words, in the medieval, in the, in the English emergence of its supremacy, you know, over Scotland and Ireland and France and parts of Europe, you know, it was always about, well, if you're going to go out there on the battlefield and fight a good fight, your best hope is to have a good death. So what does it mean in the modern context to, to have a good death at a time when Pluto, the father of the underworld, and Venus, the deceptive so-called mother goddess energy, the so-called love frequency, come together and oppose each other, meaning that they create a polarity? Well, the death becomes an illusion. And Venus is the perpetuator of that illusion. So the first thing we really need to do in an effort to understand what's coming, because what's coming is we've just been through this major solar eclipse in Sag, 
right? We've got this full moon coming up, you know, in Capricorn. We've got the moon and the sun and Mercury and Neptune all in Capricorn. So the goat is asking us, can we stand sure-footed on the landscape of our reality and allow whatever will be to just be. And that's really, really hard to do. Because we're always going to be in a state of second guessing ourselves, wondering what's up, what's down, why do I feel the way that I do? How do I slow things down just like a planet slows down as it prepares to station and then move retrograde or move direct how do we slow down and cut ourselves some slack when we're being forced through the eye of the needle to look at cutting our cords of attachment from anything that doesn't serve our true and our highest good. So if we were all in the Gaia classroom now and I was sort of standing out there in the role, not saying I am because that's not, this not what it's about, I'm standing in the role of the teacher in front of the classroom. So how many of us in that classroom can honestly put up our hands and say that with this darker Pluto energy, there has been so much emergence of a, a prolonged dark night of the soul, right? Which is manifested very much in wanting to strangle our shadow self, our darker shadow self, the darker aspects of who we are. How can I keep thinking this way? Why is it that I get this information in the form of a text or an email or a phone call or, or a bill in the mail or whatever and I immediately am triggered into a state of negative reaction? Well, there's a short answer to that question. And I'd love anybody who wants to come up and have a bit of a chit-chat on what they perceive their death and rebirth in their lives has come to play and how they've been able to integrate that into their normal operational state of being. And the easiest way to kind of put this into a very simple context is to understand that this is when the matrix that is our mind our thought process which triggers the egoic state of our mind is heightened by this incredible square now we've also at the same time as this pluto square to venus we've also been experiencing this final third square of saturn to uranus so you couldn't get two more opposing personalities in the sky not to mention how much it's also been amplified by the Mars energy Chiron finally going direct which is always a shock to the system and the list goes on 
But let's put it into a context that either will have a positive spin to some people and certainly have a very negative spin to a lot of people. Now, those that have been able to maintain uh, a more grounded state of well-being, a more aligned state of working and connecting with spirit, they're going to know that what they're really, really beginning to experience when they do this work with their shadow self is samadhi. Samadhi. Samadhi is the revelatory experience of detaching from the egoic mind and becoming the being, the being. And so a mantra has emerged this week, which I found really, really ultra helpful, especially if you can get it into mantra mode, meaning you chant it like you would a a Tibetan monk, or, you know, if you're into Buddhism and the Tao, And what this mantra is, is a great grounding understanding of how we're going to deal with this Pluto square to Venus and this major Venus retrograde as it hits with this powerful full moon coming up, you know, in Capricorn. And not to mention, we've just been through Scorpio season and we've got the winter solstice and the summer solstice on our doorstep. And, and, and it keeps going on and on. It just piles it on more and more because it's threatening our ability to be authentic. So here's the mantra. I draw the light, the iridescent blue light to anchor the vibration that keeps me ever present in the now. I'm going to repeat it. I draw the light, the blue effervescent light, to anchor the vibration that keeps me ever present in the now. So whatever Venus is trying to do, as she's in opposition to Pluto, and whatever the the father of the, the underworld is trying to do, if you can hold the vibration and be true and authentic to your higher self and to your your sustainable spirit, then none of this energy that's absolutely bending people over backwards and pushing them well and truly over the fence into the abyss is going to infect you or affect you in any way. So there is a means by which we all have the ability as the creator, as God, as a particle, a fragmented part of God, to stay in a blissful bubble of joy. Grounded in gratitude, understanding the lens of forgiveness, not from an external point of view, 
but rather from a reflective point of view of being able to forgive ourselves. The power of being able to forgive ourselves. You forgive yourself, you love yourself, and then it's easy to emanate and radiate that vibration into the external world. But most people, and I mean most people, are dealing badly with the Maya, right? Because the construct has been very specifically designed, laid out, gridded, here in this earthly Gaia classroom, regardless of our multidimensionality, in an effort to keep us trapped in the language of the mind. So there is this incredible opportunity to allow Pluto, perceived as the father of the underworld, to become the great liberator. Right? Literally, we can do that. We all have the ability to be able to do that. But it takes courage and it takes valor and it takes the recognition of the intrinsic goodness that is in everything. So that's what I've been dealing with. That's how I've tried to maintain a certain amount of neutrality because I've had my family badgering me again over this COVID crap and this vaccine crap and now there's boosters and now there's pandemic law and now there's overriding powers of premiers and prime ministers. I mean, the whole thing is absolutely out of control. And I keep saying, let's not worry about what's going on in other people's backyards when we've got to clean up our own. So finding our bliss at a time when we have so many planets in Capricorn, when we have this Pluto square Venus, when we continue to have Uranus square Saturn, and of course amplified and intensified by the grounded Earth energy of Taurus, It all starts and stops with recognizing that my sovereignty is more powerful, but most Im more important than anything happening in the external maya. Right? Everybody else's distractions and integrations and interactions is really not something that I want to necessarily be a part of. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel the same way. So you've got to start realizing that this is not about perpetuating the same delusion. We're good at living in the delusion. We're good at being able to uh, search for a clearer pathway through the delusion but always at the same time allowing us to remain in some form of 
self-denial. It's easy to deny the parts of us that we don't want to necessarily deal with than acknowledge and accept it as part of the BM, as part of the being, the oneness that we're all desperately trying to get back to. So this has really, really been hugely challenging. And people have had this need, I'm not even going to say it's a desire, it's been a need to very much be on their soapbox and very much be about reinforcing their own beliefs, regardless of whether they're antiquated and they no longer hold space within the new paradigm that is this, this new earth they're still going to fall back on what they know to be familiar, what they can easily identify with, and what it is that ultimately holds their interest. Ask yourself, when you wake up in the morning, keep in mind that at the moment it's ridiculous, like quarter to four in the morning here, but again, we've still got so much of that fallout eclipse energy that we're still very much dealing with. And we got a pretty good dose of, you know, the photon belt and the higher spike of the Schumann resonance over here, this part of the world. That ask yourself when you wake up in the morning, what do you identify with? And is it something that you truly identify with enough that you're willing to attach to it? Because if you're willing to attach to something, it doesn't matter whether it's a relationship, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, whether it's a family dynamic that no longer really works, whether it's a spouse or a partner or a lover that just doesn't get you anymore, and vice versa, if you're attaching to it or allowing yourself to be dragged back into that third party maya, ask yourself, why are you attaching to it? Are you attaching to it out of human habit? Are you attaching to it because it forms the, the netting, if you like, the capture point of your safety and security in this life. Ask yourself, I'm lazy, I'm going through a more intensified state of lethargy. A lot of people are going through that right now, got no energy, no motivation, could get out there, weather's really nice, should be out in the, in the bush, bush, should be out in nature, can't be bothered. Because we're being worn down and the more and more that they're ramping up these anomalous infrasonic frequencies that I talk about a lot, particularly with this 5G technology, the more we get fragmented to a point where we really feel as if 
we can't claw ourselves back. We can't claw away back to finding our center. It's too hard. It's too challenging. And it keeps coming back full circle that even I'm saying that with this darker Pluto energy, with me wanting to strangle my shadow, strangle the the parts of myself that I still don't really understand even though I've been doing so much shadow work, that tells me so much about what it is that I actually think I know when I really don't know Jack. We're being taught such powerful lessons. Some of us are taking those lessons and really acknowledging and embodying it into our new operational state of being. Because we've already discussed how much of a split in the collective there is. We've already discussed how much of a split in the light working community there is. You know, everybody's allowing their ego to run away with them. And as I said in my last discussion, most of these practitioners, regardless of whether they're evolutionary astrologers, whether they're alchemists, whatever they are, they all start out when they're doing these Zoom chats, these YouTube live streams or whatever like that, as I'm so-and-so and here are my credentials or I'm so-and-so and I'm going to be speaking to so-and-so and these are their credentials or here's so-and-so on my show and let them tell you all about their credentials. What are they doing when they immediately launch into that? They literally are self-perpetuating the maya of the egoic mind. That's right. Everything in that capacity, regardless of where it's coming from, the heart space, the sentient space or whatever, is still being driven by the ego. And that is why most of humanity struggles in not only being able to understand what samadhi is, but how to find it. And that is my absolute mission in life right now. is to not only know samadhi, but to find it. And when I find it, I'm going to really acknowledge the circumstances under which I was able to find it and bring it in and hold that vibration as a mantra. Clearly stated at the beginning of the discussion, I draw the light, the iridescent blue light, to anchor the vibration that keeps me ever present in the now. And guys, if you can do that, if you can maintain that, if you can sustain that, you're leaps ahead of the pack. Absolute leaps and bounds ahead of the pack. Because while most people are back on the hamster wheel, trying to figure out their next move, trying to scratch their head and wonder how am I going to basically sustain this core showing of what I once was and once had and once reflected and whatever. 
some of us are forging ahead using this benefic galactic planetary energy to skyrocket us into a very, very powerful new future. Another thing that's been going on since this Pluto energy has really, really started to... See, when Neptune went direct, which was last Monday, after it being in retrograde, these two consorts, if you like, Pluto and Neptune, were ultimately allowing each other to amplify and reflect each other. Then Neptune turned around and said, I've had a gunful of all that, so I'm going to be station direct, which means I'm going to become easier to read, I'm going to become more transparent. Whereas Pluto has become difficult, has become arrogant, all-consuming to a greater degree. And Venus, the deceptively presenting so-called planet of love, has very much switched her personality with her brother, Mercury. Now, Mercury has been doing a little dance at the moment, hanging around a lot towards Sagittarius and, you know, now Capricorn. So it's been sending telepathic messages through our subconscious to try to transmit to people that we care about, even people we actually genuinely love, that stop being so heavy. Stop being so damn heavy. Stop being so overwhelming. Stop being so overbearing. A lot of the messages I've been getting back from people is that I'm finding everything overwhelming. I'm finding everything overbearing. I'm not handling people's energy well. Well, of course you're not. Because you're still screaming at a million miles an hour trying to figure it out while we're being told, slow down, put the brakes on, back out of the construct, find a pleasant space and stay in it. And the easiest way to do that is, of course, through the breathing, any kundalini type of yoga exercises, which calm the alpha waves, which sort of dim the noise, the monkey chatter, bringing things back into a neutral balance and allowing that neutral balance to be a powerful driving force in your life. Your neutrality helps you to see clearly. And a lot of this maverick shake-up energy that we've had with like Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, Saturn, has really, really been about what I can see 
those in my life through a very clear and a very discerning lens and I don't necessarily like what I see. But if that's the case, and it is the case, that is simply the way that the polarity of these planets work and the energy and the polarity of the energy of these planets ultimately work because we are in a constant state, a dualistic state of dealing with polarity at every turn in our lives. But we don't need to take it as be all, end all. There are no such things in this 3D reality as finites and absolutes. That's a really powerful lesson to learn. We may perceive things because of our experience in this life, in our everyday life, as seeing things through a lens of finites and absolutes, but they don't actually exist. Because within the construct, within the the holographic expanse of the cosmos, there is unlimited probability and possibility. So there's no way that can be reined in um, as part of a, a finite experience or expression. So let's look at Venus. What's going to happen to every man, woman and child on the planet when Venus goes into this major retrograde at a time when we have the solstice, when we have this really, really hectic activity taking place on the sun with all this CME and all this microwave explosions of the coronal holes. What is it ultimately that we're supposed to learn and or take away from this? That everything that we have perceived through the lens of our planar reality to this date has been predominantly distorted frequency. Everything. But now, with more light coming into the planet, with us moving into the galactic center, with us ultimately embracing our true original blueprint, many practitioners are talking about the fusion of the junk DNA or 14 strands now becoming activated. With that much more light, very much beamed in through the photon energy that we're going through, and the integration of that light, it's harder to not only adapt to understand what it means, but to be able to integrate it into our beingness. How many of us gain a, a major download or an important insight that spirit wants us to recognize and acknowledge, but to implement it, make it part of our operational state of being, how many of us actually do that? Not many. That's too hard. 
but it's easy to crack on about, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and my meditations and my grounding and my crystal ceremonies and, and all the sage that I'm burning and rah, 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 rah. but it's all part of the larger construct. If you feel you need to go and do all that stuff, that's just your ego needing its fix of being recognized and acknowledged. So some evolutionary astrologers, and there are a number of very good ones, very worthy ones out there. And if anyone's interested, you can, you know, like I said, I've asked so many people on this crazy app, you know, how the hell do we get in touch with each other? And so it says, oh, well, I'll, 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 I'll back connect with you on your Twitter or one of your links or something like that. But look, if anybody wants to, you know, get into a bit of a, a bit of a, a deeper discussion and or dive um, ultimately about the means by which to try to understand what the astrology is saying and what it's bringing. Venus is the sentinel. Venus no longer presents herself or represents herself as a power or a planet of powerful love energy. There's certainly a lot of heart there, no one's saying there's not, but you can have a heart without love. Can't really have any true, genuine, authentic love without a heart. That's an illusion. So Venus becomes the sentinel. She's the one that we've all got to ultimately show up to and allow her to become open and available to our deeper understanding of her. She's a gatekeeper. She holds the key to the diamond light gateways and portals because the only way to go into 2022 is through this new diamond light gateway and portal. And many of us will never get there. You cannot get to a higher state of being, to a more illuminated state of connection to spirit if you don't do the work have to do the work. You have to acknowledge the good, the bad, the indifferent parts of yourself because perfection is illusory. There is no perfection. It's just a term generated in the so-called speak so-called language, in this case the language of the mind, which once again is driven by the false ego. So it's our ego. It's, it's, the, it's the false light that's driving and illuminating our ego that we've got to kind of get in touch with.
and the excuses that people are coming up with in an effort to not be true or authentic, to represent and show up as who they truly are, it's, it's like at pandemic stage. There's more of a pandemic of denial than there is a pandemic of a bioengineered virus. Which we all know, most of us now know, that it's essentially a, an elevated, symptomatic version of the flu. But I'm not going to get into all the narrative around the, the whole kind of spandemic thing. That's, that's neither here nor there. I just want to stay on point about how do you deal when you know that there are certain energies like Venus, like the square to Pluto, like this stellium that's currently taking place in Capricorn as we get closer to this full moon in Capricorn with yet another eclipse. I think it's a partial solar coming up again, not too far distant future. It's tuning in to the vibration of our emotional being. As I said earlier, a lot of people in the messaging that I'm getting is about emotional overwhelm. It's about everything being too much. You feel like a, a, a little bit of butter being scraped across too much bread. I think that's a, either a, a Lord of the Rings or a Harry Potter analogy. Um, but don't hold me to that. So, of course, aligning to our emotions, we had a lot of Pisces energy out there as well, and that's, of course, driven by the fluidity of emotion. But emotional charge is exactly what Pluto's death cycle wants you to go through. It wants you to get charged up emotionally because if you get charged up emotionally you're not thinking clearly so you're going to immediately be forced into a reactionary state that will be very scathing very Scorpio very sting in the tail kind of stuff and that my friends is again a reflection of our inner self our inner knowing so I am jumping around a little bit here, but it's still part of the, the larger flow. So Venus is the sentinel. She's the gatekeeper. We've all got to go and basically stand in front and say, I feel worthy to be granted access to what lies beyond the portal as we enter into the two, 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 2022, two, two, and two. The six is representative of the planet Venus. So all of 2022 is going to be all about this Venusian energy. And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there 
who do follow astrology, whether it's you know, astrology or evolution astrology or whatever, and know very much how the numerology, right, simple stuff, not that hard to deal with or deal do. Now the numerology is reflective of the personality traits of the planets in our soul. The two and the two and the two, the 2022 is a six, and the six represents that Venusian state of being. Now that's a complete conversation in itself. So I'm just going to make it really easy. If someone wants to take a deeper dive and understand what the hell is the Venusian state of being, go on YouTube and look up Gigi Young. Simple as that. Gigi's YouTube channel, all of her esoteric uh, insights, discussions, experiential lectures are so on point, particularly when it comes to individuated personalities of planets. Now, some are saying that there's been a quantum shift as we've moved into the Sheshetta, the, the galactic center of the Milky Way galaxy, because we're constantly in a state of flux. We're moving through photon energy. We're moving through compressed plasma energy. We're moving through a lot of microwave and electromagnetic energy all the time. And the different shifts in the frequencies of those energies ultimately infect and affect the way that our energy field and our vibration expresses itself. So some people are saying that Venus got into a little bit of a, um, a deal, if you like, a deal kind of play with Mercury and said, Let's swap certain character traits of each other so that we can really, really shake up what people's perceptions are of our energetic fields and expressions. So there's the tip. Look at Venus as she goes into retrograde in six days from now, 16th, will remain in retrograde for the whole of the rest of December, all of January, and will come out of retrograde, I think it's around the 7th or 8th of February. And look at her through the lens that she is deceivingly, cleverly, deceptively presenting herself as her old, good old planet of love and lust and all that kind of thing when she's really swapped identities with Mercury. So Venus is like a constant, <coughs> more intensified Mercury retrograde. And here's the rub. Come January, and again, I'll need to do more research, a few more things, but in January, we're going to have another intense Mercury retrograde at exactly the same time while Venus is in retrograde and the two planets are going to be literally amped up reflections of each other. So humanity is going to go through the shitstorm of shitstorms. 
And what you need to do is find your center and remain in that calm pocket in the eye of the storm. So I hope a lot of this resonates. As I said, I don't come on the app much anymore. It seems to be a regurgitation of so much of the same stuff from the same practitioners, like the same guard. And I'm not judging, guys, I'm not judging. It's just that, you know, there's, there's a... There's a certain vibration that people feel as if they need to be somewhat immersive to that or attached to that. And then there's a vibration which is like, nah, nah, don't need that. Move past that. Graduate. And to put it into a really, really more intellectual, intelligently driven context, this is our initiation as humans. This is a human initiation portal, this whole taking us to the brink where everything is literally stolen from us. The first thing they took from us was our identity. No, you can't work because you could infect other workers. Don't worry, we're going to create stimulus money so you're going to become dependent and codependent on us so that when we ask you to do certain things, you're going to kind of feel guilty because we've already kind of sown the seed of shame in you that you won't necessarily not comply because we've been so good to you. It's just mind games. It's a psychologically driven mind game. But many of us and when I say many of us, I, you know, I'm not at a point of critical mass by any stretch. A few million here and there aren't going to do a lot. But many of us have risen to the challenge of realizing that regardless of our station in life, regardless of our environment, regardless of where we fit into the grit that is human existence have begun to recognize the different fragmented aspects of themselves. Self, the reflective self, which is perpetuated by the ego, in most cases, the false light, the false ego, is made up of so many complex arms. Our expression is so diverse, so expansive, that many of us have not even scratched the surface. Because the superficiality has been so ingrained and so embedded into our consciousness that we just don't know any better. So, Venus is the sentinel. The sentinel stands at the gate. Every man, woman, child and soul has got to enter the gate in an effort to move seamlessly through 
the birthing canal from the death of the old paradigm, that is the death of the old earth, to arrive on the other side of the rainbow bridge. Yeah, I know, these are my analogies, I use them a lot. Arrive on the other side of the rainbow bridge to enter the unbelievably hectic and chaotic world waiting for us in 2022. And Venus will be your go-to. She'll be your foundational point. She'll be the fulcrum. She'll be the pivot. She'll be the counterpoint in every aspect of your life. Which is why I asked in the early part of the discussion, when you wake up tomorrow, ask yourself the question, what do I deem to be worthy? What is worth my attention? Or am I just playing out the same recycle program with my behaviors, with my actions, with my thoughts? This is a question that you need to not only ask yourself, but to answer even if it comes from a really dark place, even if it's shrouded in trauma, even if it is so distorted emotionally, it must be answered from a place of truth. And therein lies the rub, the, the, the big mystery key answer, if you like, is to always Maintain your place in your heart. Be in the heart and not in your head. The head is the construct you create which is bordered by, bounded by, expressed by your ego. And Pluto is forcing our ego to face the music. Death and rebirth. Kill the fucking ego. Don't get reactionary when someone sends you a text and said, I heard this and blah, 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 and what do you have to say for yourself? Or I saw that last post or I saw that last Instagram. Who cares? It's not their place to immediately pick on your misgivings in an effort to make them feel better about who they are. That's the delusion they've created for themselves. You're not part of that. You should just simply say, why don't you look beyond your limited perception to see the incredible forest of beauty laying beyond this massive tree, this huge obstacle, limited belief structure, limited archetypes, if you like, that you cling to like a child to a favorite toy and you can't see beyond, what does it say? You can't see beyond the nose despite the face or something like that. It's so 
debilitating and so disappointing to watch people just play the same hand of cards time and time again. It's predictable behavior, it's boring, it's immature, there's no higher value, there's no connection to the spirit or the, or the higher realms, there's no inner planes work, none of it. Which is really what Pluto, square to Venus, is asking you to do. Are you sure-footed like the ghost, my Capricorn? Can you hold your posture? Can you hold your place in this world without careering down the hill or slipping down the hill or losing your place in the queue? Survival is driven by your intention to be better. How important is that? But everyone is trying to reinforce that their path, their way, their truth is the only path, way and truth. And that's childish. That's the student modality. That does not reinforce or express what is known as the parental perspective. It's a very powerful Pleiadian tool. Pleiadians are always about, we will create the signposts that if you're perceptive enough, if you're open enough, if your heart's open enough, you'll see the signs. But if you're closed off, if you think you know it all, if you think you've got it all bases covered, you'll miss the point, you'll miss the boat. And you'll set yourselves back, evolutionary, another 10 years, and there we will be trying to claw our way out of the mayor 10 years from now. So let's assume that everything that's been presented, taken on board, woken up tomorrow morning and you've identified your worthiness and what you deem to be integral to that worthiness. And that's all the physicalities. This relationship contributes to worthiness. This work situation contributes to the worthiness. This dream that I have contributes to the worthiness. And it's when you have this bag full of worthiness that you can then arrive at the diamond gateway, the portal, which bridges this revelatory year of 2021 where our identity was stripped away, where we were basically brainwashed by full mind control, media manipulation, and the list goes on, in a hope to be strong enough to have enough resilience to go through the tunnel, what I like to refer to as the birthing canal, into the expanse of what's waiting around the corner in 2022. So let's assume we've done that. Right? 
we've risen to that challenge. We're no longer beholden to the behavioural patterns of the past. We're no longer viewing our cycle of existence through a filter of distortion. We're no longer operating in the lower vibration of a student modality. We no longer see ourselves as part of the recycle program. We've, we've graduated our initiation, which is what all this is about, all these last two years have been about, is this new initiation into a higher vibration that is the new world, the new life. So you've done it. Done the work. Acknowledge what it is that you know is and you deem important. You arrived at the gateway, Venus is standing there, a light back in the Egyptian weighing of the feather of truth with Mart and Anubis. Pass and you go through the birthing canal, you go through the wormhole, and you arrive in 2022. And what's waiting for you? Exactly all of the things that you didn't deal with, you didn't put to bed, you didn't resolve. That's what's waiting for you on the other side of the Rainbow Bridge in 2022. But if this is the spin, this is the positive spin. This is where I've been trying to get to. Right? And I'm just channeling here what the knowing of the inner knowing that I'm feeling, and you guys can then kind of like, yeah, well, that, yeah, that kind of, yeah, you know, that, you know? You pick and choose, you cherry pick what works for you. This is not anyone else's story but my story, and I'm not asking you to buy my story, not buy an option. But let's assume we're there, we meet Venus, we're on the other side, we brought our whole baggage with us, all the things we, we, we left unresolved. If we keep remembering that Venus is no longer what we thought she was, and that she's really the embodiment of Mercury, and we know that even though she's presenting herself as Venus, She's really embodying the character of Mercury, and we know what Mercury is about, messenger. What's beyond? What allows an idea to be manifested? What allows a thought to be collapsed into a form that can be built upon into an actionable state. That's Mercury. So that's what Venus will be. So when you hit those brick walls in 2022, and believe me, when April comes along, and that's when I was born, 22nd of April, 1963, <clears throat> this is the most auspicious year in yours truly's life. And on that day, the 22nd or the 21st, 22nd and 23rd, there will be another eclipse and there will be a complete polar shift 
in the sun's energy. A solar cycle will be absolutely unbridled off the charts. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit my brick walls like I do, like every normal person does. But instead of thinking, oh, wow, it's just the reflection of Venus. This is the Venus years, two, two, and two. It's actually Mercury. So it's going to be, well, hang on a minute. We know that when Mercury goes into a retrograde, and like I said, there'll be a time in January when both Mercury and Venus will still be in retrograde and join or conjoin together. So if we know that Mercury and, and, and what reflects in Mercury when, when, it, when he goes into retrograde is it, it breaks down systems. It's when your car won't start in the morning. It's when your computer will, won't boot or it'll go blue screen and glitch out of control. It's where you just can't seem to fit two pieces of anything together. It's where you can have really, really silly accidents. Because Mercury rules the airways. So if we can use a deeper filter of discernment to understand that it will be the airwaves, right? There we go again, the perpetuation of the meta world, the meta universe, the media. It will be reflective and be telling us in advance what's coming down the pipe, what to gear up and be ready for. Because all of this anomalous activity that we've been dealing with in the last two years, it's been in plain sight. No one can say that it's been hit, hasn't been hit. Been in plain sight. And I'll just give people a really, really quick overview of what I mean, because a lot of people who know me, follow my website and all that kind of thing, know what I'm talking about is that when you get something in this life for free, right? Free meaning there are no obligations, right? You can't draw an agenda from anything if you don't have an obligation, right? How do you fulfill an agenda without an obligation? But anyway, that's another thing. So, what we know what we know to be very much fact is that it's all down to conscious choices that we make every day. Conscious choices that take us out of the Maya out of our attachment to the chaos bubble and closer to the BM, the beam, the samadhi. That's the journey. Navigate 2022 by being in your heart, by searching for, attaining if you can, 
samadhi. And you can't go wrong. Absolutely can't go wrong. So in a sense, this shift of the planet's personalities, Venus representing Mercury, Mercury being more Venus, more Venusian, is going to give us the tips, secret key to the ancient lock of how to deal with what's coming down the pipe, how to deal with 2022, how to be able to draw self-love into our unified energy field, how to amplify the ripples that become the conscious waves of tomorrow. How to sit in the void and become one in the fullness, the stillness and the wholeness of all things in existence by recognizing the intrinsic goodness within all aspects of existence. You know, to draw, to draw the mother energy, the frequency, the love frequency energy into our unified energy field to amplify those ripples. to anchor the love of the mother in our hearts and to use whatever devotional practice should be devotional to us, not some deity. That's part of the old paradigm. That's part of the old duality expression. Devotion to our higher self, our higher calling, our higher being is recognizing the God that lives within all what I refer to as the one, uh, what's the totia? The one that is all, yeah, the totia, the one that is all, the totia. So, anchoring the love of the mother, using your devotional practices to express yourself without agenda, expectation, prejudice, which helps you to reconfigure the glue that reconnects the partnership between the infinite offspring and the infinite being. Remember, we're infinite offspring of the infinite being, that is the higher, higher vibration, the higher frequency, the planetary resonance. And by doing that, by reconfiguring the glue that brings those two fragmented pieces together, we have the collective ability to rewrite our future. So we have the ability now, going through the hell of death and rebirth that we are, perpetuated by Pluto squared to Venus as she stations and gets ready to go retrograde. And then we can take that and we can use that as our ultimate tool to be able to effectively navigate 2022.
that's what I wanted to come on and talk about. That within the astrology itself is the actual key to our bliss. So let's go back to the mantra. Let's put that into a community or collective context. And then I'm going to wrap. Okay, so mantra, knowing this, gaining this deep insight, understanding, awaken that awareness. I draw the light, the iridescent blue light, to anchor that vibration to keep me ever present in the now. I draw the light, the blue iridescent light, right? So that's the intention to draw and anchor that vibration through that light, the integration of that light, which is all around us at the moment with the photon energy and all the plasma and blah, 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 whatever. Because that process keeps me ever present in the now. That's the mantra. Okay, that's the mantra. That's the 2022 mantra. And the other thing, which I've been using, and again, it's me, not everybody, and just me, is I am a human being no longer compromised. Right? I am a multidimensional human being no longer compromised, no longer suppressed always available by reinforcing my sovereignty in every given moment. That's the extension, the physical extension of the mantra. And then contextually, from a collective perspective is to allow yourself through the choices you make to draw that self-love into your unified energy field which includes the love you have for your shadow your shadow self death and rebirth Pluto has had me wanting to strangle my shadow self. Shut up already. Honestly, you're bothering the inner child. You're making life so challenging because you're overwhelming me, overwhelming me with all of these needs, desires and expectations from third party dramas. I don't want to attach to any of it. I want to be interdependent of all of that. But you've got to knock on the door and tell the universe that. You can't just sit there and, well, I'm just going to hum it quietly in the background. I'm not going to make a hoo-ha about it or whatever. No. You want something. You want to manifest something. You knock on the door and you ask the question. And if it's from the heart, if it, if it is from a foundation of purity and truth, the universe will answer. That's how 
universal law works. I'm not talking LAW, that's a man-made construct. L-O-R-E, universal law. Every entity, every aspect of proton, electron, neutron, neuron, which makes up the quantum matter is governed by dimensional law which makes you and me the most powerful beings on the planet regardless of all the archon interference regardless of all the the dark anomalous and nefarious agendas trying to take us out of our sovereignty trying to rob us of our identity trying to basically turn us into <coughs> slaves trying to you know, ultimately remove our being from the state of beingness. We are the most powerful energetic beings on the planet. And the planets, the hubs, of communication, of connection. These are the nodes that effectively knit the grid together that encompasses the entire expanse of the earth. This is what holds dimensional states of being and the laws that govern it in place. And Venus is the gatekeeper. Venus is the sentinel. And it's absolutely no wonder to me whatsoever why it's a woman. It should be a woman. It should be a, a divine feminine energy. Because there still is a certain amount of genuine emotionality attached that hasn't been worn away, that hasn't been broken down, that hasn't been manipulated and or distorted to a point where you can't recognize it anymore. So that's what I wanted to uh, come on and say and I hope what I've presented and shared resonates in your hearts. In closing, just be you. Be the B. Be the BM. Don't get wrapped up in other third party drama. It's not worth it. There's nothing that promotes your worthiness by doing that. Be the conscious butterfly that can flit in and out of the construct as required to facilitate the moment with whatever energy is needed to execute that. And under it all, continue to perceive every part of life through the lens of medicine. Adopt a permissive based culture with your environment. Be grateful, hold gratitude as a high octave in your heart. 
keep things grounded and centered in fact, not fiction. And don't buy into other people's stories because it won't serve you. No one has all the answers. But before you start even looking for the answers, ask yourself that question. What do I identify with in my life as worthy? Worthy of my attention, worthy of my energy, worthy of my conviction, my, my dedication. What do I identify with as worthy? And take that in your magic bag, your magic alchemy, to the diamond light gateway, to the portal that will take you across the rainbow bridge from 2021, the fuck show of 2021, into a little bit more easier to navigate transitory energy of 2022 to find your bliss. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Really appreciate it as always. I'll be back sometime in the next X amount of weeks to uh, offer another installment of the Alchemy of Grace. Sending much love from my heart to your hearts. Hang in there. We've still got some pretty crazy energy to deal with. And remember, Venus is a reflection of Mercury. Mercury is your friend. Adopt Mercury as an ally. See things through a much clearer lens and you can't go wrong. Thanks for tuning in. And namaste.